This is a very exciting episode. It's been at least a year in the works. I'm launching my first product. I've already created the announcement video, but this is the podcast going much more in depth on the whole design process, how we got here, making the Stallman clamp. And with me is Brandon Peterson, who I've been working with this whole time. Thanks so much for, well, for coming on, but especially for all your help uh, working with me on this. Absolutely. Tyler, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Obviously, we go way back, uh, like... Not only have I watched your shows for several years, uh, but then just as, as general friends. I mean, we've been in talks about doing a product together, it seems like forever. And I'm just glad that one of those ideas finally <laughs> rose to the top and is now a thing. So yeah. we're there. Yeah, I mean, we went through a few iterations of just unrelated products that nobody will know what they are. Um, but I think this was the right one. I think like everything came together just right. And teaming up with Condor Blue, who is my partner in this. Uh, you work for them. You're the designer over there. What is your like specific role as well, just so people can understand the context of like what you're speaking to as we talk about it? Yeah, well, it, uh, it depends on the day. Uh, <laughs> but my official title is Director of Product. So all things product uh, really fall through me, at least on the uh, like the physical hardware side. I don't deal quite as much on the cable side of the business, uh, which obviously... We sell a lot of cables, so. Well, and also huge thanks to Lucas, who's not recording with us today, but has been a part of all of this too. Um, who, uh, I guess he's CEO of Condor Blue. I don't know his title exactly, but uh, he yep. does seems to do a lot over there. He makes things happen, and uh, he's been. You guys have just been awesome partners in general. Um, anybody who doesn't isn't familiar with Condor Blue already. I mean, you guys are relatively new to the scene of filmmaking gear, like relatively. Um, obviously been doing it yep. a few years now, you are established. And that was why it was such a perfect fit to work together because you guys like know the film industry and not the not just like the YouTuber segment of it, but like you're making the gear for big professional cameras. Um, your stuff is seen on all the big sets and... So uh, it was kind of this idea of like, like, let's make something built for iPhone filmmakers that is at the same quality as cinema gear, you know, like this could hold up on any set. You know, we actually just had our uh, fifth birthday. I think we were too busy to really stop and focus much on it, but we've officially been in business five years now. And uh, previous to that, uh, Lucas, as you mentioned, he he ran his own production company for about a decade previous to starting Condor Blue. That actually is still actively running. Um, I mean, and another thing I love about you, just to pat you guys on the back a little more, is there's just like this insane hustle over there and like excitement about what you're building that I, like I've always really appreciated and admired. And, you know, I've been using your cages on my bigger cameras for a while too. Um, but let's get into it because what I want to dig into today is like how we got here, what what did we, what did we make? I mean, I kind of had this feeling. I remember like, as we were first looking at versions of it that I was like, is anybody going to know what this is? Like, if we just show a photo (laughs) of this on screen, will people even, will they just think it's a bottle opener? Um, you know, can you, can you tell what the product is at a glance? Because it is just so different from all the other iPhone filmmaking clamps that have been released ahead of time. Um, so yeah, let's just like, I guess, go through the steps of like, how how did we get here? Because it was a lot of, you know, texts yeah. and Zoom calls and just conversations back and forth. Um, and all to get us to the point where we made what, you know, I think is the the best, well, definitely the best vertical iPhone clamp because it's the world's first vertical, first 
clamp. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think also one of the best clamps out there if you would want to secure your iPhone to something. I mean, we, we, you mentioned we, we looked at doing several different products. Um, obviously, you're very well known for creating high-end content, but then a lot of it focusing around sort of that Apple ecosystem. And so to me, it felt very natural to involve you in something around that. Uh, I knew that you'd bring a strong aesthetic and opinion as, as well as use case. Uh, I wasn't wrong on any well, of those fronts. <laughs> I can't speak to very. aesthetics, but I brought opinions. That's that's for sure. Well, so let's also get into like what what is it as well, because if people haven't yeah. seen the other yeah. videos... It is a uh, you know it's a phone clamp like you've seen you've seen these before nothing completely new but basically it's to attach your phone to whatever you want the bottom of it is an Arca Swiss mount which is completely standard in the industry and it means that like you don't need tripod adapters you don't need to screw anything into the bottom which was something that we got a few messages about was like just asking well like how well does this thread hold on to things underneath. It is completely secure. Once you are screwing it into something, like if it's just a standard screw tripod style thing, it secures into itself. So it locks because of the pressure. So it absolutely never moves, even though that is actually a removable magnetized piece. But the way that I design, like that I wanted it to work first is that it is Arca Swiss, which is like completely the standard right this is my favorite mount for smaller cameras and it just means that like you can go into kind of any accessories that you already have and just screw them right in so like all the condor blue stuff obviously works but it also works well with dgi's accessories um manfrotto like everybody makes arca swiss stuff at this point and it's just completely rock solid without adding anything else to it you've got a solid mount and then when you take it off you can just continue to use your phone without um, disassembling it. Like a lot of the other clamps that I've used in the past, once they're on your phone, it's all this big monstrosity. Like it kind of becomes a big mess. And I wanted this to be something that you would attach it when you started shooting and you would take it off when you were done and it would be comfortable that whole time. Like the whole unit can just fit inside your pocket. And I mean, I think we succeeded at that. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I was actually just talking to a customer in our showroom today. Um, he's looking to get something for his phone. Uh, he's really excited just getting into um, some video production for his business. And he he just kept on commenting about how elegant it was and how well it worked with his phone, which his phone is something he's proud of because he's like, oh, you know, I just dropped a lot of money on this uh, iPhone 15 Pro Max. That was a lot of our goal, right? Like Apple products in and of themselves are are so like beautiful and to the point that I didn't want anything that was like too loud and distracted from that, but it could fit in and, and just magnify and really solve some of those core problems that we face as filmmakers when using our phones. Um, because uh, like I can't like the number of times that we brought up the, is this better than just using the phone on its own? Like that was our right, bar. Yeah. Like <laughs> how can we make it that good and simple, but better? Yeah. And as we were starting, like, we weren't even totally locked into, like, is this a clamp first? Like, we're like, you know, iPhone filmmaking product, like, how's that going to evolve? And that's what we kept coming back to was, like, I don't want accessories that are worse than just holding the phone. Because that's how I generally operate. You know, I spend most of the time just running around with my, like, holding my phone. And I think a lot of people 
as especially if they're just getting started with iPhone filmmaking, think that they need the whole kit, right? Like you need extra lenses and you need extra mics and you need the clamp and the tripod and the gimbal and everything. And you're probably going to find a few of those items that you do need, but you pro I mean, very few people I think use all of them. And I still end up really often going back to just my phone because the, the basics are already there, you know, like the Apple, Apple did a pretty good job. Um, but so we wanted something that would make it no first do no harm, right? First, don't make it any worse to shoot at, uh, shoot with or use uh, your phone. And then let's add on from there. So other things that I think worked out perfectly is that when we were designing this, it was in the iPhone 14 era, right? And this is really like targeted at iPhone 15 primarily, um, which is another like two bold things here that it's vertical first and that it's iPhone 15 uh first in the same way it does work on android um there's USB-C in the bottom so if you don't have USB-C, you're gonna be missing out on some features um but you know overall we really like targeted the latest iphones and it turned out to be for good reason because once the iphone 15 was announced going to usb with all these different accessory uh expandability options like being able to attach mics and hard drives we didn't know that was coming like at first we thought we were just building something to hold the phone and then it turns out you can like attach literally everything you want with this and have usb splitters and hard drives and batteries and microphones and monitors and it, the list is infinite you can do everything you can with a real camera so we wanted to be able to scale up like that too like start with something really simple and elegant and be able to build it into something larger and more complicated it's easy to like make something look like it's feature packed it's a different product that has all the right features in the right places and that's something that we talk about a lot especially with cage design people that are just getting into it they're like oh i just need a cage because one it looks cool and two like i guess i need to mount some other stuff but like they don't really even know what they're mounting and, and so forth so if you don't like understand sort of the general end goal like and like even beginnings like okay using your phone by itself that's sort of the baseline and then you have those other accessories you add on right um but if you don't know what you're like working towards you're going to end up with just a, a huge mess and so for us it was like okay we're going to have these mounts they're going to be in critical spots um and and how they're used is, is very thought out and intentional like the fact that I mean, we, you mentioned ARCA, right? ARCA is a, a weird standard because all those things um, within that type of category, there's a lot of people who claim to have an ARCA plate on on something, but then it doesn't fit all things. I have and run into that, cases, and it is so frustrating. It, and it is. by the way, this is just a tip for anybody. Before you go out on the shoot, make sure all your ARCA plates and clamps, like, actually fit together because I've been there and I, I get to the shoot and I'm like, oh, I brought, I, I brought the clamp and I brought the adapter and they don't lock and it is embarrassing. <laughs> so double check, yeah. but we made this to, you know, we tested on a lot of different devices and so far it feels as multi, um, you know, as com compatible with as many as possible, which I didn't even expect that to be a problem, but one of those things you learn when you design a physical product. Yeah, for sure. And like for us, like, DJI is one of those ones that their ARCA is like much more on an extreme, but yet it's like one of the most used ARCAs for that, you know, that use case on a gimbal. And so we designed to that, but then uh, keeping in mind that a lot of ARCA clamps as well have the ability to expand and contract much more than other 
clamping mechanisms. And so uh, it definitely is uh, reverse compatible on, on many different devices, but that primary use case of using it on a gimbal, um, if somebody wants, is, is for sure there and works great. So, Yeah, and then let, let's talk about like scaling it up too because, yeah, okay, it holds your phone. Yeah. That's the basic. That, that's actually what I think most people would use it for. Um, but we did add spots and, and ways to attach other things. So ways that that's going to be able to scale up is things like the different recording options and like media readers, hard drives, uh, a whole bunch of them I featured in the launch video about the Stallman clamp, but you can attach those either to the back or to the top. Um, you can use all sorts of standard movie industry clamps and rigging gear and build it out into like, you know, as big of a monster as you want. Like you can turn this into the full on cage. We just wanted to start with something that was a little more straightforward as the base. Cages definitely still have their place. I think it's just that when Actually, here, wait, this makes, this reminds me, I want to go back a step to like a bit of the origin of, of how we ended up designing this. Like, why is this vertical, right? Like, why is this what it is? Okay. We go to a lot of influencer events. My wife has been doing, you know, like kind of fashion blog stuff forever. We've, we used to cover New York Fashion Week a lot. We go to events with people that don't think of themselves as filmmakers, don't think of themselves as photographers, but that's their job, right? They contribute to TikTok and Instagram and they make a living off of it. And they usually are shooting with just their phone, absolutely nothing else, no lenses attached to it. Like all the professional phone filmmakers are not using a lot of accessories. But the one thing they do need to do is secure their phone to something that's a pretty regular thing. And so when we were talking about this early on, I'm like, look, I, at the time, I was like, at an event right at that moment. And, you know, earlier on, we had, we were just experimenting with like a whole bunch of different ideas, like standard clamps that might only be horizontal. And I'm like, look, everybody around me at this event is shooting vertical and at every other event I go to, like, this is how everybody shoots. This is how content is created. The whole reason for mobile filmmaking being such an enormous industry is because of vertical platforms like Instagram and TikTok, of course, like this is all just kind of like obvious, but at the same time it was underserved. Like nobody was building stuff targeted at that. So I, I mean, I'm just so excited that we were actually able to like really pursue that and commit to like, look, a lot of people only film vertically. Still works horizontally, of course, like you can mount it that way, but like it is the priority for so many people when they're using their phone. So let's give them the ultimate tool for that. And, and this is like where, why we hadn't made a phone clamp to begin with was just um, it was all a race to the bottom for ninety nine percent of the the clamps on the market, um, and it didn't seem like there was too much that we could really innovate on, and we for sure weren't going to be able to beat on price. But then, like we tested a bunch of them, and they're terrible. Like <laughs> by and large, they don't clamp yes. well. They and then and then the vertical function is like the last thought, if even they thought, and so. It's really easy to clamp a phone horizontally, even though so many people are bad at it. I mean, not, I don't want to throw shade, but like, seriously, like, one of the key things that we said was okay, it's got to clamp on, clamp easily and very securely. And so, by adding the extra width to the clamp, that wider footprint uh, definitely helps. And then we tested so many different styles of clamping, angles of how the clamps approached, um, pads different thicknesses and materials um so many springs uh like we we're 
cutting our own springs and and you know setting them up to get everything dialed just right like the the final spring ended up being just like so quiet and feeling so rock solid like yeah no wiggle i love it like normally this is like nails on the chalkboard and <laughs> yeah, got yeah, it yeah. to where and closing it yeah, like it just you hear that metal on metal and it's it's like the bolts are almost always going to be a steel or stainless steel against that aluminum and that's like especially like the harder versus softer material. It's just aluminum shavings just you know they're coming off a little bit at a time. We actually went in and on the inside there are nylon caps on both ends that are like trapped between the bolt head and the top uh portion so that the spring is just always pressing those tensioning them. And you're never getting metal-on-metal metal contact. And so um, having that nice out-of-box experience, even like the fact that when they come down, they're like, there's just like a little air gap in there so that, you know, those aren't bumping each other and making a loud noise either. Well, it's a little making it feel like it fits with an Apple product. Like, I, I don't want it to feel like it's any cheaper than the iPhone that it's attached to. Like, it, it should be of the same build quality. That was the goal. Right. I, so here's the thing. I, and not to get too far off, off topic here, but I love home design as well. It's something I, I'm sure you do as well based on the things I've seen in your home, Tyler, um, and obviously in your studio that so one of my hobbies is going around and walking through homes as they're being built and then you know when a friend shows me their new home I'm like oh this is great the home's great but they didn't think about the furniture right it's like this is you know furniture moved from a previous house or maybe they went to a bigger house and the furniture's too small or it just doesn't match and I feel that way with like camera accessories too like it's not just about buying the camera because, I mean, that's where it's like all shiny and fun, right? That's the new house in this analogy. Uh, but then you don't think about all the accessories and what that means and, and how it needs to, to have a good pairing. So the phone's $1,500 or, you know, twelve to $1,500, depending on what size and everything else you're getting. Like, you, you should plan on spending a few hundred dollars at least on the accessories to make this a, a more effective uh, filmmaking tool. And so I think that the price fits in nice where it's a premium clamp. Um, and so, it, you know, it's backed by lifetime warranty. It's something that you can really lean on. And it, it those two marry marry each other really well. There's another thing that uh, you're speaking to, like how solid and rigid it is. There's something I was thinking about with the other clamps that, you know, work for vertical mounting because there's quite a few of them. This is the one that I was probably using the most often ahead of time, which I don't remember the brand, but I'm holding it now. I don't even see a logo. This is something off Amazon. But the thing that kills me is just pressing the record button. Like it wiggles a lot. Like it moves, I don't know, like half a centimeter here, just touching the screen. So like anytime you make a change on anything on the phone, if what you're trying to set up for is something like a time-lapse, you're changing the perspective every time you touch the phone. Like you have to just stay a completely walk away from the phone, which is, I mean, not, not ideal. Like often you need to do something you need to, you know, uh, like always triggering it from your watch. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. So getting that like security, I think is it's more than just like the aesthetics of that. You've got something that like looks more secure. It actually functions better. It works better in the environment. You can trust that your phone's not going to fall off. And like something that we landed on that uh, it's not, it's not that it was a a mistake, but more of like a, a happy accident was eventually we ended up in this sort of, you know, sort of strange place of adding an adapter onto the bottom. So like in the box, there's this, 
uh, 40 gigabit per second USB-C adapter that you plug in separately, like as a separate piece. And as you're installing, um, you know, you take off the bottom, you pop it in there, and it uh, gives you like that L shape so that now you have access to your USB out the back. Kind of a crazy thing to do. But what we realized is by doing that, we also made the whole thing like really kind of the most secure clamp ever. Like, in in all the things I've done, like all the ways I've shaken it, nothing has fallen off. It doesn't even like wiggle. It doesn't loosen. It doesn't move at all, which is rare. Like compared to all the other clamps that I've used, like they are not, they're not like that. It wiggles. Um, So, you know, we wanted to have something super strong and we ended up with something even stronger because there's that extra point of contact inside the USB plug. You think about how, uh, a phone plug is normally used and you have this cable that just like is plugging straight out and it becomes kind of a nuisance. And so as we started thinking about vertical and like, Oh, well, how are we going to avoid the port? What are we going to do about that? And just settling on this idea of the adapter and having the hole and slot, like there's a lot of features built in now where even on the underside, we have a pad so it can give just a little bit extra for those thicker cases We've tested on the cases up to two and a half millimeters thick, which is a pretty chunky case for, um, you know, the whole thickness of the case and it can still connect and record. But then like it becomes a, a test of, well, we want it deep enough that it can reach those things. But when you just throw it in the bag like this, we don't want the adapter to fall out. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in there. It is like, if you touch it, it could probably fall out. But in terms of like, just like if you throw this in the bag, you can at least know that, okay, it's going to be there when I go to get it next time. And so... Yeah. Well, and I remember when I was, I did a few videos breaking down the behind the scenes of the Apple videos and something we talked about, like I was talking to Alex Lindsay about this, is like, well, what's this little 90 degree adapter they're using? Because they had one on it, bringing all the cables back from the phone. And we were like, what, like, what is that? We haven't seen that anywhere. So <laughs> when you and I started talking, I was like... I, this must exist because Apple has one. So somewhere out there, there's this yeah. super fast cable that will not slow down charging or transfer speeds or the flexibility of, uh, you know, USB hubs or anything like that. So I was very impressed that you guys were able to find this tiny little magic device. And you know, also just for anybody that does end up picking this up, be aware that it's fragile, right? Like this is an electronic, um, it, you know, it, is a there's a joint in it so as you're plugging it in and out just like always try not to apply any additional pressure to it like this is the the one like somewhat fragile thing of just make sure that every time it's going in and out of the port that it's going directly in and out and there's no bending and then we even have these little additional pads we have a half millimeter one if people see the pads without reading the instructions they might be like oh this is garbage <laughs> so you yeah. know uh, don't throw them out there are two pads in here and you're going to want to use at least one of them so yeah uh, really it, it depends because you you've got a thicker case so in that case you wouldn't want one but if you have like a medium case or a really thin case or you're rocking no case um, and know that you're going to consistently be doing that that's why we've got two different ones here and that's just to kind of fill that gap so that um it is more balanced, and when you're pulling it out, it, it increases the longevity of this adapter. So now that we got through all of this, all, all the struggle to make this product a reality, looking back, is there like what was maybe the biggest design challenge for you? Like, what was the thing that was hardest to overcome? I, I have an answer. I, I'm wondering if it's the same as yours, but let's. What do you think? <laughs> oh, man, it was a lot of things combined. 
Uh, but like picking, I'll, I'll condense it down to this, picking what features go where, so like what types of mounts, and then the one mount that was particularly challenging was that mount on the bottom of the Arca uh, and figuring out how that was going to work in conjunction with the whole system. Um, and then just like dialing in that look with going around the camera block, I think that, that was a pretty bold move. And one of the things that made me start down that path and and be like, hey, Tyler, like this is kind of crazy, but what do you think? Was actually a video you did, it's probably like two years ago now, if not more, with the, the launch of the new IMAX and how you talked about the distinct shape that IMAX has had since day one, all the way back to 1984. And it had, it's always had that sort of chin design, right? And if you were to just draw a silhouette, almost anyone would know that's an iMac. And so phones, uh, and especially Apple, has always been pretty iconic with the shape where it's it's had an evolution, but it's it's definitely become that phone version of an iMac. And so I like that this shape um, just plays off that, right? Like it, it's iconic that, hey, this is like first and foremost an iPhone tool. So Yeah, I mean, I like um, that if you just see it, you you could make an icon of it and you know what it is like it's not another clamp which i think is a, pr a pretty great sign of, of a good product design um you know i don't know if we'll see knockoffs <laughs> someday but uh you know we'll, we'll know that we were there first because that's what i was gonna say that was my like answer for what was the hardest biggest craziest thing was that moment when we got this super weird distinct shape um, and go, you know, moving away from the idea of like finding different ways to, you know, kind of riff off of the same concept that you can get for $20 on Amazon and from a million different companies where it's like big and clunky. And like, you know, we played around with these things. We're like, ah, none of this is nice, right? Like none of this feels like in the universe of Apple and what we landed on, I think got so much closer and I'm really glad it did. And, uh, I couldn't have done it without you. So, um, Man, just like thank you <laughs> thanks so much for like this is a this is a huge hey. journey and uh I, I i've talked to other youtubers that have made products before they warned me it was hard and they were right it is a lot of work to create a physical product so i don't know how you guys do it well to your credit you hung in there and i, I really appreciated that like where you know if it was late at night and you'd send me like a thought i'd be like oh, you know what that's a that's a really good point i'm gonna I'm going to stew on that until I figure it out because um, there's always a path. That's that's the thing I've learned about design. It's it's really easy to have that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, no, that can't be done. But the longer you think about, okay, well, what if we approach it from this different angle? Um, you know, that's what's super rewarding about that process. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's like a good edit, right? It's a good, good edits don't just happen on your first cut. It's like several cuts deep and you've had reviews and revisions with, with people. And so, you know, we definitely did that with this product where we were going back and forth. We were showing it to people, seeing how crazy we were as a litmus test and then <laughs> coming to, um, some more succinct solutions. Well, and when you design a product that is, you know, like simple and elegant and kind of feels natural to itself, there can be this feeling of that. Well, of course, it of course, it's like that. Of course, that's how you'd make a vertical clamp. But it's so not obvious before you get there. And it's reminding me of like anecdotes about the design of the iPhone keyboard, where early on, they, you know, they did not know there would just be a full keyboard that you would type into on an iPhone screen. Like that was not 
clearly the solution, even though, of course, we think it is now. So there was stages where like, you know, each it was more like T9 typing where each key had multiple letters on it and you'd like press and hold or like these little sliding gestures and took a long time for them to be like, no, let's do the most obvious thing, put a full keyboard on it and then intelligently have awareness about which key is most likely to be uh, required for the next press based on the word you're typing, all those things that we're completely used to by now, or even, you know, pinch to zoom. That's such a great example. Like, it didn't always exist. Pinch to zoom wasn't a thing before. Like, how do you zoom in on something? I don't know, maybe you double tap, right? Like, maybe you blow on it, maybe you shake it. Uh, None of this existed. And designers had to actually come up with those solutions. Um, so I don't know, I, I kind of got a little taste of that now that it's sitting in front of me, like, yeah, of course, this is what it looked like. But you know, it wasn't always that way. And I'm glad we got there. And as we're wrapping up, there was um, a lot of comments in response, like suggesting features or ha- asking how you would build out rigs to do various things. Um, just a little like small tease for Condor for the future that there will be solutions coming that will um, improve some of these like the kind of biggest quality of life concerns. We've talked about them all. We've like we've gone over, gone through down every path of like, well, what about when you want to do this and that? And you guys are aware of all of them. And I love the the ways you're thinking about solving in the future. So that, that, that's just a teaser because I'm not going to get into any details. But uh, a lot of the questions that were uh, asked in the YouTube comments will have answers down the road. I will. Yeah, I'll add a little bit more details because I know people love you, a good little leak. Yeah, it is my, I, I don't know what, what kind of scoop you can drop on the podcast today. but I'll just say that, uh, well, first off, I think that phones actually do clamp far better vertically. So... Anyone that is using their phone to make vertical content, hey, uh, this is obviously the no-brainer option there. But then for those who are wanting to clamp clamp horizontally, there will be an accessory that does a lot more than allow you to do that, but uh, it will be like a go-to for anyone that's also looking to mount uh, their phone horizontally. And it will, yeah, it'll serve as a good branch uh, to, to kind of build off the rest of it. But all keeping that small simple profile i think that's we didn't really touch on this too much but quickly like a phone should be a phone like and then these happen to record great quality video and photos and so this design is intentionally as small and compact as possible we weren't looking to make some giant rig for (laughs) for the phone the way uh, i think about it is there's there's less reasons which they do exist they definitely exist less reasons to build out a large horizontal rig on an iPhone because it's already covered so well by mirrorless cameras. Um, Whereas like the reasons you shoot on a phone lend themselves more to the vertical universe. So that that's why I wanted to make it the priority, even though both worlds exist, of course, like I'm, you know, I'm going to shoot more YouTube horizontally on my phone this year as well. I've got plans for that, but we're, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. There's going to be a must have accessory coming eventually. Well, thanks again, Brendan, uh, for, I mean, everything for the last year of uh, talking through this. And if anybody wants to order the Stallman clamp, as of recording this, they're like about to ship. Maybe they just did once I release this. I don't know, but uh, they are very ready. And thanks for the support, everyone. Thank you.